Howdy, hello, folks. This is Zachary with Fat Love Talk Podcast. Howdy, hello, and welcome to episode 121. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Disney, and uh, we're going to be talking about a couple things related to Disney. Both games, one mobile, one on consoles and PC. Uh, But before we jump into that, guys, I do have a little house cleaning. My last episode, if you watched it on the Spotify, uh, then you're going to notice there's a video formatted version of that podcast. Um, Thank you for uh, following the podcast and supporting me. Um, I'm trying to get the wheels rolling on a video podcast consistently. Uh, This episode is recorded from the uh, No Longer Anchor app, but now podcasts from Spotify um, app on my phone. But uh, I noticed if you watched it, there were a few jumps. Like I was saying something and then the audio and the clip jumped ahead. And then it cut me off at the end of my discussion talking about um, Redfall on the Xbox. Um, It cut me off right at the beginning of that conversation and did not let me finish my thought. There was probably four or five minutes of uh, unpublished... I don't know if I was talking to myself, if the video clip just didn't render correctly. I don't know what happened. Here's what I do know. Riverside dropped the ball. Um, and I don't know what happened because they pride themselves in all their social media posts that they are the best video platform for podcasting. So I gave them a go and what do I get? Uh, some choppy ass audio. Um, and I don't know what happened, but we're going to kind of take that as a mistake. Uh, I have been told about Zencaster, which is a competitor to Riverside. Um, at the end of the day, guys, I don't care who I record through. I want you guys to have a video formatted podcast that's consistent, that's high quality, and that does the job right. If Riverside wants to be that for me, that would be awesome because I have a studio set up, an account, a whole nine. Uh, I am using the free version of Riverside right now, and I might use the free version of Zencaster just to test it out. But I don't care who's my go-to podcast choice. I just want to bring you guys... The best possible podcast experience because there's a lot of podcasts out there flooding the market. And if you take the time to listen to me, I want it to be worth your while. And I want it to be the best version of my podcast so you get the best experience of what my podcast is. Um, I know that today I'm recording with just a phone's microphone, so I do appreciate you guys uh, enjoying my podcast. But that's all the house cleaning I really have right now. Um, outside of, you know, I'm thinking I'll say a few words about Redfall and then we'll jump into the podcast. So stay tuned guys. We're going to have a great podcast today and I'll be right back with you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, so Redfall, I have not played it. I don't have any way to play it at the time of recording this. I am a Sony PlayStation slash Nintendo, you know, Nintendo switch, uh, player. I have, uh, those consoles i don't have an xbox to play redfall on however um i just think that their lack of organization is why that game failed i won't repeat what i said in my last podcast even though you never got to hear it um kind of works in my favor though because i found out that the kind of funny 
uh, podcast had Phil Spencer on there. I have yet to watch that interview, but he talked about the failure of Redfall at launch and you know how he kind of views that. And I want to see what his words are on that before we kind of dive deeper into it. But I still want to say that it had potential to be a really good game. Like it had the bones, in my opinion, of a really good game. But with how so many games, you know, saturating the market, you gotta pick and choose what you give your time to, because you only get so much. And like right now, I'm all about Star Wars. You can watch me streaming it on my YouTube channel, um, Alpha Phenomenon Gaming. I'm on there, you know, when I have time after work, playing Star Wars, streaming Star Wars. I I've pretty much given up and dropped uh, Call of Duty for the time being. And as soon as Diablo 4 comes out, I pretty much won't play Call of Duty for a while. <laughs> but uh, that's, you know, here nor there. Uh, I don't stream Rocket League. I was considering doing that, but eh, I'm still, I'm not sure what I want to do yet. But more to the topic I want to kind of go ahead and jump into today is Disney. Let me open up my tablet. I just it fell asleep while I was chatting. All right. I got to get these settings here and make the screen not fall asleep. Alright guys, we have a 30 minute timeout now for my screen, so I don't think it'll fall asleep because we will not be doing this podcast that long. Uh, I want to start off with the Disney Mirrorverse dilemma, and we've talked about Disney's Mirrorverse in the past on previous podcasts. Uh, Go back and check those out because the points I made in those videos are still very relevant to this day. Um, The more Guardians they bring into the game... You know, the more they think it's exciting, the more they think you have all these characters. But then we start to realize that what it means in actuality is it's harder to get the guardians you want from a pull. It's harder to get shards for the guardian you want in a pull. It's hard to level up characters because there's so many characters inundated into the system of the game at that point that it just becomes less and less fun. I've put a fair share of money into the game, well over $100, into a mobile game. It's the first time I've ever put that much money into a mobile game, and I'll never see that money again. Um, A lot of that money, if I'm being honest, is from a Google survey app that I have downloaded on my phone, which lets me take Google surveys and... um, the uh, 10 or 20 cents I get... Uh, really add up but lately I've been like there's no reason to put any money into this game anymore because it's not giving me anything to be happy about it's a fun game or at least it was but the honeymoon phase of this game is over I got it in early access um, and I got it at the launch with a bunch of cool stuff and then here I am playing it all this many many months later and it's just I don't I don't know, man. It's just not as exciting as I thought it would be this far in down the road. And I think that's more because I just lost the magic. I have some very strong guardians, don't get me wrong, but it took me a long, long time to get them. And all they really do for me is get me further into the game's difficulty settings which is how you get the better stuff, which is just more of a chore, honestly, than anything. Um, 
if you were brand spanking new to Disney's Mirrorverse, um, you want to start off with a good character. So pick Ariel as your first guardian. Um, Ariel is a very strong and capable fighter. Um, Rapunzel, not so much. Merida, not so much. Tank characters are very strong. Uh, I never really found a good ranged character in my all in all honesty. I know that um, the newest characters, Tigger and um, Jasmine, are coming into the game, and Jasmine is a ranged fighter and I, I was lucky enough to get a crystal for her and I pulled a four star uh character pull for Jasmine twice. So I do have her leveled up to level eighty um at this time. But level means bubkiss if your star ranking is low. So I got lucky with that four star pull even though they have five stars and then they have astral levels that go up to ten so astral level 10, level 100 is the highest it goes in the game. And the day I see that is the day I start growing a full beard that connects to my mustache. That makes me look mature for my age. Which, let's be honest here, will not be happening until I'm probably 35. So it's probably going to take me years and years and years to get to that point. And who knows if I'm even there yet or just given up on the game and moved on. Um, it's not a good sell. Because I really wanted this game to be successful, but it's just lost the magic for me. And if I were to rank it out of a 10, I would probably give it, oh, I don't know. Back at launch, I gave it like a 7 or an 8. A 7 probably consistently. But at this time, all about, you know, what is it, a year later, something like that? I don't know how many months it is. Um, I'd probably drop that down to a 5. Flat down the middle. It's a mobile game. You know what you're getting when you get into it. Take it or leave it. That's pretty much where I'm at with it. And if you want to spend money on the game, you're not guaranteed anything good. Like, that's the dead truth. Like, you're not promised anything good. So, you might get something good. You might get trash. It's it's just up to the universe to, to decide what you get. I'm not even joking yet. So, that being said, guys, let's move on to something a little more positive, which is why I saved Disney Speedstorm for last. So Disney Speedstorm is a racing game that's available on all consoles, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. You can play on whatever version of the game you want. Um, I currently have it on PlayStation 5, and I'm loving it. Uh, I will say, if you don't like racing games, you're not going to like this game. It's literally the same thing as every other racing game you're ever going to play. The only difference is, you get to play as a Disney slash possibly Pixar character. And you get to go across classic, you know, Disney-themed racetracks. And there's a battle pass system. I know, and they're just flooding the market, and that is what it is. This will be a free-to-play game. When it fully launches, what, in late 2023 or early 24, they, the release date isn't final. Uh, if you buy the Founders Pack, you're pre-ordering the game as an early, uh, you know, release copy of the game. So you're giving feedback because you got an early re unreleased version of the game, essentially. So they do have Season 1 and they're going to have Season 2. 
And people who pre-order the Founders Packs are going to get access to stuff that nobody else will get for being a founder. Um, which is why I went ahead and paid the $30 to try it out. 30 bucks I can throw at anything and not feel bad about. Right? 30 bucks isn't a lot of money. Now, they could have gotten me to pay the $50 version or the $70 version of the game. But at that point, you're paying a full game's amount of money for an unreleased game. That may be buggy. That may have issues. I'm not a gambling man, so I just went with the lowest entry cost edition because I was really, really excited to play some Speedstorm. And uh, I do have to say there's a meta for which racers you want to go as and which racers you do not want to go as. And I think right now the meta is Mike Wazowski at the top, um, which I have been really, really enjoying playing as. Um, so I personally enjoy playing as Donald Duck. I like him a lot. And he's like a B-tier character. So that's a lot of fun for me to play as him. But my go-to number one pick is always going to be Mike Wazowski. Not because um, of him being anything in the tiered list as the best racer, but just because I like him a lot. And I think I might enjoy Speedsters. A lot better than Brawlers or Tricky or any of the other, you know, cart type racers. Because there are type advantages and those determine what types of abilities you get when you go through and get items, you know, for the game. You know how Mario Kart you hit the, you know, the boxes and shit and you can get abilities like the bombs and the the uh, blue shells and the red shells and the green shells and the banana peels and all that stuff and then Crash Team Racing you have all the other stuff, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I like that they do that same thing with Disney Speedstorm. Um, it doesn't feel like it's oversaturating the game with items and that makes it unfair to win or lose. I will say there have been a few instances where I have lost because I've been blown to smithereens by a bomb and it was right in front of the finish line. And I was like, no, because it can get annoying when you have to redo a race because of something happening like that. Just to win the next time and be like, what a waste of four minutes, you know? But at the same time, the races do go fast, you know, three or four minutes. The nice thing about Disney Speedstorm that sets it apart from the rest of the racing games is you do two laps instead of three. Um, that's really nice. Uh, sometimes I feel like three laps is just too many, but going through it twice gives you like, a nice, like, okay, this is fun. I get to see the whole tracks. So I get to try the different shortcuts. And I get to do all kinds of cool stuff. But I'm not having to go, like, through the third lap being like, when is this race going to be over? Hoping for some bullshit to happen to you. So you end up losing at the last second, right? I think two laps is perfect. And I think that that's the play. I think that's really, really working in favor of Disney Speedstorm here. Um, they do have a... Um, seasonal story progression, which is fantastic. Right now, season one is Monsters Incorporated. Um, so I've unlocked uh, Mike Wazowski, Sully, and um, oh, what's her name? Sally? I want to say it's Sally. Uh, Mike Wazowski's girlfriend with the snake hair. Um, I think it's Sally. And uh, I've played as. Wait, no. Have I unlocked Sally? I don't remember. I know for a fact Mike Wazowski is my favorite racer, so I play as him. But you get really cool rewards for playing through the seasonal story. There's eight chapters in each story, and um, they get harder and harder as you get through them. So leveling up your racer is key. Uh, every now and again, you get you know chests that you can earn 
that will net you rewards towards your racers leveling up, starring up. Because not only do you have a, a level system, you have a star system. Just like I was saying in Disney Mirrorverse, the only difference is it feels a little more fair and a little more balanced in Disney Speedstorm because you're not having to work extra hard and race and race and race over and over again to get stuff. So that's really nice. I would be playing it every single day if Star Wars hadn't just come out. Um, I had a week <laughs> to play Speedstorm before Star Wars came out, so forgive me if I can't give you a better review. But uh, from what I have played, I'm easily placing this at a 7 with potential to go up. I think once the game comes out for full release, and as a free-to-play game, remember that, so anybody can play it at that point. I'm going to get my friends to play it with me, hopefully. Um, I think it has potential to grow and be a really big and really successful game, and I'm very excited about it being on console because that's my preferred choice of play, so we're going to have a good time with that, but uh, I don't want to inundate you with too much. Um, I wanted to do a nice podcast here and talk about a few games on my list, um, I do want to do a movie review for a Disney Plus movie that came out um, a month or two ago that I finally got around to watching that I'm very excited to talk about. Um, but until then, guys, this has been my Disney podcast for Disney Mirrorverse and Disney Speedstorm episode 121. appreciate you coming along with me for the ride. But until next time, guys, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon or a wonderful day. And I'll see you on the next episode of Fat Love the uh, hiccups. I'm sorry, guys. On the next episode of Fat Love Talk. Take care, guys. I love you.